With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here, along with cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at HuskerCuzCast, for all podcast updates and more. It is our Wisconsin preview episode. Uh, But first, we're going to talk about some all-conference candidates. Uh, I do have to say... We are all okay this week. I know a lot of people had reached out to us and text and DM, Facebook Messenger and all that stuff after the heated episode last week. We are cousins. We do this shit all the time. <laughs> so no. a, let, 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 let it be known. I still hate you, Justin. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, that's a given. But <laughs> it's, it's all okay. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think we're going to have as heated of an episode this week, but... Uh, We'll see. It's still early, and uh, the bourbon is uh, still a full glass here. All right. Uh, let's talk about the all-conference candidates. We don't have a team to preview uh, or to recap uh, coming off of a bye week. So in place of that, we're just going to take a look at some possible Huskers on offense and defense that have a shot to make uh, one of the all-Big Ten teams at the end of the season. So, guys, I'm going to name out four guys here on offense here. Uh, I think they're the biggest candidates. Uh, and then we can kind of go from there if you guys have anybody to add. But uh, <coughs> the most logical candidates on offense would be Adrian Martinez, quarterback, uh, four-year starter. Uh, Austin Allen, tight end. Uh, wide receiver, uh, Samori Toure. And center, Cam Jurgens. So... I want to talk about Adrian Martinez here. Uh, Tyler, do you like his chances at making all-conference at the end of the season? You know, there's a lot of reasons to like it. Um, Adrian Martinez ranks number one in the Big Ten in rushing yards by a quarterback. He's 11th overall. He's third in rushing TDs in the whole conference, fourth in passing yards, sixth in passing touchdowns, and third in uh, quarterback efficiency. Looking at the stat line, I think there's a really good argument that he should be. I just think quarterback is a position that wins matter so much. And when I look at the wins and the fact that he isn't <laughs> killing it, I, I'm going to say he's left out. I think that he's also not going to end the season on the best stats. I think the next couple of weeks are probably going to be a little bit rough for him. I think he's going to get left off the list. Well, Tyler, I got to add that reasoning right there. Playing on a losing team is going to affect a lot of the guys that uh, could potentially have these uh, all-conference honors. I mean, playing on a shitty team like this, it really hurts. And, and, and quarterback matters the most, right? And quarterback <laughs> yeah. is the, the most wins matter the most for. Right. Uh, Derek, what do you think about Adrian Martinez? Uh, I, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying. Uh, his stats are there, but the wins aren't, and... I, I think it will. I think the wins will affect it. Like, yeah, there's just 
It sucks. And I, the, the other thing I think is going to affect him is the Purdue game. And I and I understand we're not basing this all off of one game, but that Purdue game killed him. Like that was one of the worst games I've ever seen Adrian Martinez play. Yeah. You know, had, had we done this exercise, say, six, seven games into the season, like at true midseason form, I would have said yes. He is an all-conference guy. The way that he's uh, playing football, throwing the ball, running the ball, he was a complete package. He's not the same guy over these last three games. So I say no at this time. Next guy, Austin Allen. Big old Austin Allen at tight end. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, he, he was actually right there with the toughest guys to predict for me. Um, you know, right now he is sitting there third in Big Ten uh, receiving yards for tight ends. Uh, and a guy who's not on that list ahead of him is Jake Ferguson, who we'll talk about with Wisconsin, with Wisconsin, who I think is most people feel is the best tight end in the conference. I, I think Austin Allen gets left off. Um, really? I, I don't think he's going to make all conference. I, I just think he's had a good season. Um, he, he has a pathway. I think that if he has a good finish, I think he can have a good finish. Um, he might be able to, but I think he needs, he only has two touchdowns on the season. I just think he doesn't quite have the stats to get there. Wow. Derek, Austin Allen, is he all conference uh, or not? Man, he's borderline. Uh, I, I could see him being maybe an honorable mention to third string. I, I don't see him being very high if he is. But I think he's probably got a chance. There's one guy I think has a better chance of making the all-conference all, all team on this list that you already mentioned. But it's just because they put so many on compared to this guy. The tight ends, just, there's only there's only three tight ends that are going to make this list. Right. And so I, I just, I, he's borderline to me. I, I can see it going either way. So I, I would lean towards more honorable mention than uh, than on it. Wow. And, I, and I have Adrian Martinez, just for the record, I have Adrian Martinez making all honorable mention all Big Ten. I, I think both of those guys will be that. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can see. I would not be shocked if Austin Allen was a third-team uh, all-conference type of guy this year. I, I know that there's some good tight end play, but he's made some good plays. Yeah, you're right. Only two uh, uh, two touchdowns. And, you know, the the coaches didn't really do – the tight ends a favor this year in getting them as involved as like what they say said this year and what basically what they've said every other year. Uh, but I'm holding out for hope for third string. Uh, Samori Toure, uh, wide receiver, senior transfer from uh, Montana. Tyler, what do you say? I, I'm going to say yes. I, I think he gets in. Um, Guys, he's right now at six in the Big Ten in receiving yards. He has over 700 receiving yards. Um, he's had the big play explosiveness. Um, I I think that he is going to find a way to make third team all Big Ten. Um, he's going to make the list. I, I got a yes on him. Derek? I, I think this is the guy I think absolutely is a yes. Uh, while he only has 33 receptions, which is 20th in the Big Ten, he is first in the Big Ten for wide receivers for average per reception, sitting at 21.76 yards per per reception. Uh, I mean, he's got four touchdowns, which is 10th in the Big Ten. 
He's he's been a bit of a go-to guy. He kind of had a few games there where he was a little bit uh, maybe double covered or Adrian just didn't find him. I don't know. But overall, for the for the season overall, I and the fact that there's what three wide receiver slots and and the those are just two, two for each team, two. So you're looking at six wide receivers. I mean, I yeah, I with where he's standing, I would put him in a top six wide receivers. All right, let me ask you guys this. Pro- probably third string. Let me ask you guys this: Who is he going to bump out? David Bell, uh, Smith Najigba uh, from OSU. Dotson from Penn State, Jaden Reed from Michigan State, Garrett Wilson, OSU, and uh, Chris Olave, OSU. Which one of those guys is Samori Toure bumping? Smith. Jackson Smith. Smith. I, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't think he'll make it. I mean, he had obviously a huge game against Nebraska. So the guy that's caught that has uh, over 1,000 yards receiving and five touchdowns is going to... Get wait, bumped wait, by Samori Toure. Wait, I, well, maybe I need to refresh my stats. That's not where I was showing him at. I, I, so, I, I, I don't I'm know. Showing, I'm showing I, him at 771. I show him at 1,027. Off what? Career? I don't know, Off no. his career numbers? No. Big Ten I, I, stats has him at 771 receiving yards on the season. Okay. Well, ESPN stats must suck, which maybe so. I, I would not be shocked if they suck, but uh, they have him as a thousand yards. Anyway, I I would not put Samori Toure in front of that guy. Honorable uh, mention, yes. He's ac- close. Ac- according, according to college football stats, which is pretty damn reliable and one I go off of, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba has 1,027 yards. Yeah, that's what ESPN shows. Okay. So that's interesting if you guys have Samori Toure still ahead of that. But, okay. I'm not saying he's ahead of that. I just I, I think he is the best chance we have of getting a, getting an offensive player in, in, into the all-conference players. I mean, Okay, I mean, but again... Who does he bump off out of those six that I just named? Those are your top six receivers. Anyway, Name we got two more games to again. figure out. What's that? Name your six receivers again. David Bell, Smith, Najigba, uh, Dotson, uh, Reed, Gar- uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. I would say Olave. That is the boldest thing I've ever heard in my life. He's got, that could hey, be a, he's got he's got more yards than Olave does. With Olave's got eleven touchdowns. But all right, so that that's uh, that's a dumb conversation there. All right, uh, Cam Jurgens, does he have a shot at center to make all Big Ten? I, I think he I think he's played actually a really good year. I think the problem with Cam Jurgens is he is going to fall victim of this offensive line not being very good. And I think everyone knows that is a weakness of Nebraska, and I think you're going to have a hard time putting any of those offensive linemen, even though I think he has had a hell of a year. I mean, you look at what he, you know, the snaps have been in line all year except for one over snap. He is, I mean, he's blocked really well. 
I mean, we, we talk about the PFF grades. He grades very high, almost weekly. I just, I think overall this offensive line just gets no respect. And I think he falls victim to that. Derek. Again, I tend to agree. Uh, you know, there, there's been a lot of adjustments made by this offensive line. And most of the adjustments they usually try to make is Cam Jurgens pulling to try and help the outside out. Uh, man, I, I, he, he's all over the place. He's a beast. Uh, he's probably the most improved player on offense this year. And probably still gets left off because the offensive line has been so horrible all year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things because he is kicking ass this year. But, you know, when, when you're the uh, sharpest knife in a drawer full of spoons, man, <laughs> it's... God dang it. I don't know. I, I think he's doing great things, but I don't know how that compares to the other teams. I think with that d- offensive line looking as poor as it did, you guys are probably right, but uh, I, I I do think he has the tools to get there. I mean, he's he is obviously an impressive athlete. Very athletic. And what he fixed his snap problem from what's plagued him in the previous years. Uh, that's not an issue. He's uh, he's he's not given up hardly any sacks. I I don't even know if he's given up a sack this year, Tyler. Has he? I mean, I I, I, I don't know, but yeah. he not routinely, not compared to. I mean, for as often as Adrian gets sacked, um, yeah. I mean, he's not the reason that there's he's, that uh, that Martinez is under pressure. It's not him. He he's holding his own. So I don't know. He's a guy that I think is a strong candidate up there. You know, I mean, bare minimum. Yeah, you know, we're not we don't want to talk about. Uh, honorable mentions, but bare minimum, he's in there that category. Uh, is there anybody on offense that you think uh, could also possibly be an all-conference candidate? Tyler? No, I mean, th- those are the guys. I mean, I, you know, I, I know I said no to three of the four. It, again, it wouldn't shock me if we got two guys. I mean, I just, I think this offense has been good this year. And so, like, I sit there in one hand, I'm like, I think we have one of the three or four best offenses in the Big Ten. And then I sit there and say, well, we don't have any all-conference guys. Like, that doesn't really compute for me. So, obviously, this is kind of a fun exercise projecting we're going to do over the last two weeks. It it wouldn't shock me if we got two or three of those guys. Um, But I I don't know. I think the wins ultimately hurt us just a little bit and keep these guys off. Well, let's not forget that this is a a team under Scott Frost that hasn't had a lot of guys on this all-conference list at the end of the year either. And so why would it change? Uh, Derek, anybody else on offense that you would want to throw out? Uh, no, I, I – and look, I'm going to be the opposite of Tyler. It wouldn't shock me if the highest we got was an honorable mention. I, it wouldn't shock me if all four of these guys got left off. Right. I mean, I feel, it just I, really wouldn't. I feel like I need to amend my smoratory since my stats, Big Ten stats, don't go to that website, apparently. What, what website did you use? It, Big Ten stats. Big Ten stats? Yeah. Big Ten.org CA or something? I, no, I mean, this is... Oh, just just go to CFB stats. For everybody out there listening, just go to CFB stats. Man. They have great stats. Uh I'm starting I, to wonder look, all I, kinds I, I, of what kind of other bullshit information that Tyler's been feeding us on this podcast <laughs> over the last six yeah. years, Derek. I mean, do do we not have a good offense? Am I mis- been misled this whole time? <laughs> Surprise! 
the the, th- the thing about the offense is, to to me at least, is it's been the, with the wide receiver has been spread out so much. Uh, I mean, Samori Torrey's probably been the leader of them, but I mean, just there hasn't been any one person that just stepped up and took the, took the lead role. Uh, running backs been the same way. We've had so many running backs taking carries, and nobody. I mean, Ramirez Johnson finally kind of took that lead role, but it was a little too little too late for him to have a great season at that point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not to me. It's not the offense was bad. It was just I think the yardage was too spread out between too many different players to to make anybody all conference. Not a lot and, of star players. The 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 one that truly looked like he should have been was was Adrian Martinez, and the last two or three weeks have just kind of shoved him to the back end of that burner. Right. All right. Let's uh, let's go to defense right now, and I have uh, five guys here that are potential candidates here. Ben Stilley on the defensive line, uh, the linebackers JoJo Doman, Luke Reimer, and Nick Henrich, and cornerback uh, Cam Taylor Britt. Let's talk about Ben Stilley's uh, chances. Tyler, do you like him to be to end the year on the all Big Ten conference teams? No, I, I don't. I, I think he is honorable mention. I think that that's where he's going to end up. You know, he has not popped on the stat sheet. He's played really well this year. I think he's going to have an NFL career. But no, he's not all conference. Derek? No, I, I never, I, I honestly don't even have him written down. Yeah. For any of my players, I, I like he's nowhere near my top defensive lineman in this conference. Uh, and it's not, it's not a stab at Ben Stilley. Ben Stilley's a good player. And Tyler, you're probably right. He probably is good, will be a decent NFL player. But there's no stats on him. Like, there's just nothing there. And I, I understand there's intangibles, but it's hard to put a, con- a player in as an all-conference player for, with intangibles. Yeah. So if you're just going off intangibles, then I'm putting Austin Allen in there because his blocking is is phenomenal. But that's not something that we're going to look at. Yeah, I agree speaking. on Ben Stilley. You know, Jeffrey the Greek of on the Eyes on Big podcast, he said earlier today when I was, uh, asked him about it, and uh, he's like, maybe he could get in there for like a lifetime achievement award or something because he's been he's been <laughs> he's been really good at his craft for what four years, five years, six years, nine years that he's been there. Uh, so, but. About, yeah. ha- about half the time, that old, uh, what's his name from Northwestern that finally left last year? Patty Fisher. There you go. That's yeah. his name. Yeah, they graduated high about school. about half the time he spent here, yeah. Same year I did. Uh, all right, uh, let's talk about the linebackers. JoJo Doman, Luke Reimer, and Nick Henrich. Tyler, your thoughts on those three guys? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go yes on Reimer, no on Henrich, and I'm going to say no on JoJo. I, I think JoJo... Obviously, his impact um, is felt. I think that's a controversial one. I just don't see it on the stat sheet. And I also think the coaches, like, to some degree, have not done them a lot of favors by calling him a nickelback a lot this year. I think there will be some confusion on what position you even rank him at. Um, I think we regard him as an outside backer. But him not having great stats up to this point, uh, while his impact, definitely Ohio State was his best game as a Husker. And the fact that he's going to miss the last two games of the season. So he's done. I mean, his package is done. And the uncertainty. I just, I, I think he's going to get an honorable mention. Wow. Okay, Derek? Uh, well, I disagree on JoJo. I think JoJo is in. The guy is 45th in sacks. And I know that's not high, but 
Again, he's playing more nickelback than he is linebacker. But he's also 12th in tackles for loss. He's 12th also in interceptions. He's uh, 37th in passes defended. I mean, he's he's and everybody knows that he's just an all-around guy. Like, he's everywhere. He's 14th in tackles in, in the conference. I mean, he's everywhere. And I, I, I think that... I think the, guy, the, the the whoever votes for this will find a spot for JoJo Doman because he is the leader of this defense, and they know that. Yeah. I mean, but there's 14 teams to consider there, Derek. I mean, what makes him – what separates him from the other linebackers slash, you know – I think Tyler's right. When he makes that point, it's like he's kind of in that awkward uh, position. You know, he's kind of like that in-between, you know, with that nickelback linebacker. I mean – how do you rate him? So that, those are some great points. I wonder if that really uh, harms him. But I do agree with you, Derek, because I, I do think he's like a fringe guy. Like, third team? I mean, sure. I, I'd, I'd give it to yeah. him out there for that. And it's, it's not that he leads anything. Like, his stat, he doesn't have one stat that just jumps off the page. But it's the fact that he has stats and everything on defense. Yeah. He does a little bit of everything. I, and he does it great, you know? Yeah, he doesn't I mean, suck just, at anything. I mean, he's great at everything that he does. So, yeah, I, Luke, I think Luke Luke Reimer, I definitely think is another one. I think gets in there. Uh, Nick Henrik, as much as I'd love to see him get in there, I don't know. He has fifth in the conference of tackles. I just don't know if that's enough to get you boosted in there. Uh, and so, uh, who else did you have? I'm sorry. Just a, those three. Jojo Just those Doman, three. Luke okay. Reimer, and okay. So I would say Jojo, yes. Luke Reimer, very possibly. Especially if he ends up leading the... I mean, he, there's a good possibility he could lead in tackles by the end of the season. And if he's leading in tackles, I definitely think he'll be in there. Okay. I have Jojo Doman as the uh, a fringe guy. I think he's got a good shot at making third team. Uh but the other two, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're – I know they've racked up uh, some uh, great stats there in the tackling department. But as far as, you know, their tackling ability, I mean, sometimes a lot of missed tackles uh, have plagued them right there. So, I mean, that that might be kind of gigging them a little bit there. It, it could. and, and But this, I will say – just. Could be- just I'm sorry, just mentioning that, that was probably a position group going into the year, inside backer, that we probably felt about as bad about on defense as out there. You know, obviously we're having a lot of time, but heading into 2022, how good do you feel about those two in the <laughs> middle heading into next year? I mean... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I know everyone's expecting this big fall off on defense, but getting those two back, I mean, that is... That's going to be a big, big win for this defense. Yeah. Uh, this could be the first time since I believe 2003 that we have two linebacker or two two players on defense with over 100 tackles. And the last two to do it were Demario Williams, Super and Demario, Rude. and who? Barrett Rude. Nice. Wow. Uh, final so guy. I, that- I, I, mean, I, I I do think it speaks volumes to what they're doing. Like I think they've played really good ball this year. I do too. I do too. I'm not. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. But you know, when you when you get to the end of the year to make an all conference list, I mean, you don't have to only be the best on your team. You have to be the best in the conference. And there's a lot of great defenses in this conference. 
as much as Nebraska fans, as much as we want to brag upon Nebraska's defense, I mean, it's just like, it's just an average Big Ten off defense. I mean, not this spectacular. Year, the, the crazy thing is, if you look at our stats this year compared to, and put them into most other years, we're ranked pretty high. But this year has been just crazy how good some of the defenses yeah, have been. It's, it's tough. There's a lot of great defensive uh, players uh, in this conference. And so that that's it's kind of like why I kind of temper my expectations for these postseason awards here. Uh, and Derek, I, I, you mentioned that, and I, and I just real quick, the reason why, and this probably goes back to Adrian Martinez, I think part of the reason the defenses have been so good in the Big Ten is this has got to be the worst year of quarterback play the Big Ten has seen in a long time. The quarterback play in the Big Ten is atrocious. Like, the fact that we're even, honestly, considering that Adrian would have a shot, like, at all Big Ten, I mean, that just shows how bad that, like, Name the four best quarterbacks in the conference. I mean, it gets really dicey and ugly as you go down that list. I mean, a lot of these guys are like game managers to the 20th degree. I don't know. Who's who's in your four, Tanner? <laughs> I mean... C.J. You know, Stroud. C.J. Stroud. Easy one. I, I, Peyton Thorne. Uh, Tugalavoya. Um, and I, I probably... I, I, I would probably look at... It could be Cade. I'd, Adrian's in that conversation. Um, uh, O'Connell out of yeah, Purdue. Aiden O'Connell. I think those would probably be the next there. three in whatever order you want to rank them. Tanner Morgan's kind of had an off year. I don't think he's quite in that three, but that those three would probably be my next three. I mean, is Adrian Martinez in that Sean Clifford category? Yeah, Clifford probably in that. I think Clifford's probably in that Cade and O'Connell and Adrian. I mean, I think Cade. Cade Cade has been largely a game manager this season. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he really hasn't done a lot. I think there's a I, little I bit better I quarterback I think if you play take than the, what you I, say. Again, I think I think if you could take the Purdue game away for right for Adrian, which I understand you can't do, but if he's sitting here at 13 touchdowns to four interceptions, rather than 13 interceptions to Eight inter- or thirteen touchdowns to eight interceptions. Like Martinez looks pretty damn good, especially when you're adding twelve more rushing touchdowns. Like, right? I mean, Adrian Martinez. Again, could you finish. can't take you can't take it away, and so his stats look skewed because of that game, and it's unfortunate, but it happens. So, I mean, Adrian Martinez will most likely finish the year with a thousand more total yards than Cade. McNamara. I mean, like a thousand more yards total offense. But how many more interceptions does he have? A lot, but he has more touchdowns, <laughs> and he he has more touchdowns, and he's been more efficient. So yeah. All right, let's finish off the de- defense here, guys. So we, we got to get into Wisconsin here. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt is the last on this list here. Uh, Tyler, what do you say? I think he's all conference. I mean, yeah, he, he is fifth in passes defended. I think he had a reputation going into the season, which is not something we've talked about with a lot of these guys. But I think he was a guy that everyone expected to be there. I think that's easier for the voters. I think he's all conference. Derek, I I, I don't know. I, I his what? stats aren't there, guys. His stats aren't there. And when you're talking about the cornerbacks, I mean, dude only has one interception. I mean, he he does well with passes defended, but I don't know. Does that make you all conference? 
He doesn't rank high in tackles. I, I, he just, I mean, he's he's a good player, but their stats just aren't there. I disagree. I, th- I think he's all conference. I think he's going to be uh, one of the top cornerbacks off the board uh, in the NFL draft. I mean, he he's that good. I mean, uh, he, he had a rough start to this year, mainly because of the special teams uh, fuck ups that he had. But defensively, I mean, he turned it on. I mean, he he came out and he showed why uh, he is uh, who we thought he was. I mean, he's he is that good. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he has no shot of making it. I just it wouldn't shock me any if he got left off though. I don't. We'll see. Are there any other guys that you on defense that you think have have a shot, Derek? I, I would call them slim shots, but I think uh, Deontay Williams has a shot. He le- he leads the league in interceptions, tied for the lead uh, with Riley Moss. Is that his name from Iowa? Okay. Uh, anyway, they both have four interceptions. Uh, so so I mean I. I think the, the the having missed a couple games probably kills him, uh, and then I think Garrett maybe Garrett Nelson, really, is a good possibility. Sure, he he's seventh in the in the league in, in tackles for loss. He's another guy that's kind of been all over the place. He's top twenty in sacks. Uh, I mean, he played again, good again, earlier on, earlier in the year, but once conference play came around, he he kind of stepped back. I mean, again, I think it's a slim shot, but I, but I think he's got a shot. All right. Tyler? I, I think Deont- Deontay Williams, I think, will get it if, caveat, he plays. He's got pl- to play more games. Right now, if, if he doesn't play another game, he's not going to make it. Um, he's got to at least get one game, probably two games. I think if he does, I, I think he'll make it. I, I don't think Garrett <laughs> Nelson will make it. I don't think he'll make it, but I do see him as a guy that um, I think he's an honorable mention guy. I think he's going to be get he's going to get named on the report at the end of the year. So I'll agree with that. I, I'll agree with uh, both Deontay Williams and Garrett Nelson as all uh, as honorable mentions at the end of the year. But I don't think that they make the top three teams in all. Do you Big think if, De- if you think if Deontay Williams finishes out the year and he plays set the next two weeks, do you think he'll make it? No, I, th- I think he's honorable mention. Even if he leads the league in the set with a, with uh, interceptions, yes. Uh, all right. Uh, before we get to the Wisconsin preview here, uh, I just want to talk about something kind of ridiculous here. It, I don't know. It seems like we've heard this before, but I guess the uh, Nebraska student government voted no to releasing balloons after scores for Nebraska at the <laughs> Nebraska games. Uh, Tyler, what do you make of this? Well, I I don't know. I mean, I. I almost wanted to say no comment. I I think there's obviously a concern about the litter and the, the, the crap like that. And I don't know if that's warranted or not warranted. I enjoy the tradition. Um, I would be sad to see that going away. I think when I was a kid, I remember grabbing a balloon. That was really fun sitting there. I think that's a really cool thing they do. I mean, I'm not going to get into the pros and cons of the the red rubber. I don't know if that's flood, you know, all that crap, but I, I would imagine I, 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 I would be in favor of keeping that. Derek. I don't care. 
I, I, I really honestly just don't care. Save like, the turtles. It's, 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 whatever. I don't care about that either. What do you, you know what I care about? Turtles. Nebraska winning football games. That's what I care about. That's why they voted no, because like, they're tired of holding these goddamn balloons to, like, the second quarter. Like, dang it, I just want to release these damn things. I don't know. I, I, just, I, 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 I really don't care. I, I don't care. Here, call me an asshole. I don't care about the environment. I don't, I don't, it doesn't affect me. Be don't a better care. person, Derek. The, the environment affects you. You live in the environment. Yeah. Yeah, but that all blows away from me, so I don't give a shit. Oh my god. No, I mean, I, I think your reasoning is really terrible, there, Derek. But I, yeah, in the end, I don't care. You know, I, I love. It's all uh, supposed to be. It's all supposed to be bio, biodegradable, anyway. So who cares? Let it go. I, I, I don't care. They can, they can outlaw it, and it wouldn't phase me any. And they can keep it, and it won't phase me any. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't bother me. I, I, it's a cool tradition, I guess, but at the at the end of the day, just I just don't care. Yeah, it, it is a cool tradition, but you know, Derek's the type of person that accidentally lets go of his balloon early. I mean, he's he's the guy when the, oh, the TV screen I've, pans out, no, no, there's d- goes d- that balloon no, that's I've released. Been to a lot, I have been to a lot of football games in my life, and I have never once grabbed a balloon to, to oh, I love that. deeper release. But, you know, Ju- Derek may be the guy that le- lets it go too early, but you're a worse guy, Justin. You're the guy that releases on a field goal. That's that's the <laughs> worst guy out there. I have to let it go. I'm not going to hold this all damn game long, man. Now, granted, field goals are, are probably worth it at this point. I mean, if I was going to a no. game now and I had a balloon and we made a field goal, I'd release it at that point because those are rare. If we could make a let, field let, goal, I might it. consider streaking across the field <laughs> naked, man, if we could make a field goal. Let, let, let's face it. Let's face it. Justin's the guy in the, in the stands sucking the helium. <laughs> what are you talking about, Derek? <laughs> Heidi ho. Ha, ha, ha. All right. Let's get to the Wisconsin preview here. Uh you know, it's uh, Wisconsin. They're nine and a half point favorites. Uh, it's a two thirty game in Madison. Uh, a lot of drunk Wisconsin guys will be there. I'm sure they'll show up halfway through the first quarter, like they always do, because yeah, yeah. Wisconsin fans are the most overrated fans in the Big Ten. But carry they on. love to drink, right? They, they love to the drink drinkers. and they love to jump around. Jump around, hey, that's all you got to be there for. Uh, but what's most amazing about this? is Wisconsin's improvement from the start of the year. Uh, they started the year at 1-3, and three, and now they've won six straight. And we do a uh, a weekly power poll ranking where all three of us, we rank the teams 1-14, through 14, then we average it out, and we post it. Well, there at the beginning of the year, we all had Wisconsin towards the bottom of the Big Ten because Graham Mertz sucked. He was terrible. They couldn't score. Their defense was good, uh, but they just they couldn't do anything offensively. I mean it it was it was a dire situation. Well, well it, it, it's not it, the case. It, it was worse. Than, it it was worse than that. It wasn't just that their offense was bad. It was the fact that their offense was turning the ball over every chance they got. They they couldn't hold on to a ball. They were fumbling constantly. Graham Mertz was throwing a lot of interceptions. They couldn't run the ball. I, the, they're, they're, they couldn't run the ball. I mean, yeah. it was just like, like you could, you like to complain about Nebraska's offense, but that was a bad oh, offense. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but here they are. They've turned it around. Nine and a half point favorites over Nebraska. Uh, shoot, Tyler, what do you see out of this Wisconsin team now? I mean, 
I the the reason they've gotten better is their offense, and the reason their offense has gotten better is their running game, and namely Braylon Allen. Um, looking over the last three weeks against Northwestern Rutgers in Iowa, against Northwestern he ran for 173, Rutgers 129, Iowa 104. He has started running the ball, but the but it all comes back to defense. Like this defense. There was a point three weeks ago, I remember sitting there saying, gosh, who has the best defense in the Big Ten? Is it Iowa? Is it Wisconsin? I, I want to go back to three weeks ago, Tyler, and punch him in the face. Like, it is Me clearly... Too. Me too. <laughs> it's clearly Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I mean, besides Georgia, I don't think... I think Wisconsin is the best defense in the country besides Georgia. I mean, they, yeah. they are that good. Um, Leo uh, Chael... Um, I might butcher his last name. I'm sure I'm going to hear it a lot on Saturday. Chanel. Chial. Chanel. Is there an Chanel number there? five, man? Chanel number five. Yeah. There you go. He he's a big reason why. Um, he leads the ten, Big Ten in tackles for loss. Um, you know he is all over the field. Um, I don't usually watch it with the announcers, also. That's probably why I don't hear his name a lot. But no, I mean he he is a big deal. This defense is legit. It's going to challenge Nebraska. All right, Derek, what are your thoughts on this Wisconsin team? Well, I just want to first state that I don't need to go back three weeks. I still want to punch you in the face, Tyler. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I kid, I kid. Uh, you, know, you know, here's the thing. Their, their offense, you're, you're right, Tyler. Their offense has, got, has gotten considerably better. And, and it's, it's shocking that they're, they're like Minnesota in, in, in the fact that They've had like three running backs that are out for the year. So you assume that they're just going to get worse at running back. But hell, the running back that got hurt to start the season apparently helped them out better because their running game got better as he got hurt. Yeah. And then they lost, they've lost, but they've lost like three running backs and they just keep chugging along. Just keep chugging along. Doesn't seem to phase them. Uh, which is, which is why I'm going to bring up the, the, the I, I know we're, I don't know if we're doing keys to the game in this. Episode, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there anyway. Uh, what Nebraska is gonna have to do if they want any shot in this game is shut down the run, load the box up, shut down the run, and make Graham Mertz beat you. And he has looked better. He's thrown the ball better uh, here in the last couple weeks. But I still believe he's accident, or I still think he's mistake prone. And uh, you're gonna have to try and make him beat you with his arm. That's that's the only shot you have beating Wisconsin. I think at this point. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. I mean, that's the thing. You have to stop their run because they are putting up some yards. Their offensive line is good. And, you know, we talked about, you know, Ben Stilley, is he a all-confidence type of guy? I mean, after this game, we may not have even been considering Ben Stilley because our uh, defensive front, they have their work cut out for them. So, yeah. Make Graham Mertz, because I, I still don't respect Graham Mertz. I know that he's kind of, he's looked improved last uh, couple of games. Uh, last three games, I think. But but he's, play, but he's played a little bit not, weaker not three defenses there, on top of it. I, I mean, if you look at three weeks ago against Iowa, he went for 104 passing yards and <laughs> oh, yeah, 50%. Okay. That's, and then the right. week before that was Purdue, where he threw like eight times. So it's really a two-game stretch against Northwestern. And we saw what Nebraska did to Northwestern. And Rutgers, where I do think Rutgers is not a terrible defense, but I, I think Nebraska is definitely a step up from Rutgers. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. Make Graham Mertz, make him beat you because I don't I don't trust him to do it, even though he has looked Im- slightly improved. I don't, I, don't think Wisconsin, I don't think Wisconsin fans trust him to do it. I think I if you ask a Wisconsin fan, if, if you told Wisconsin fans, do you want to see Graham Mertz throw the ball 20 times against Nebraska? I would imagine that answer is no. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, and, and again, obviously that might go to standard reason. They obviously want to run the ball. But, like, I, I wouldn't be shocked, like, if Wisconsin's third and seven. You know, you remember when Frost used to do that a lot on, like, a third and seven, third and eight? We used to always run a quarterback draw. Like, that used to just always be the play call. Like, I think Wisconsin does that with a running back. Like, why? Yeah, I'm, old, I'm old enough to remember last year. Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> but, but, like, I think that's what Wisconsin does. Is third and seven? Yeah, let's not risk it. Let, and let's just run up the middle and see what can happen. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, absolutely. And we're going to have to have a game like we had against Michigan State where we just figure out a way to shut down their run game. Well, and we haven't done it under now, Frost. It, I mean, he, they've ran for 300 yards the last two years against Frost. Now, I don't think they do that Saturday. I think they've done that every year since we've been in the Big Ten. No, no remember that one, no. Remember that one Mike time Riley, we them? Mark Banker shut them down. Mark Banker shut him down in 2015 and 2016. Yeah, and then 2017. Uh, I guess that was it. That was Bob Diaco. That's You're Bob right, Diaco. Bob Diaco. That son of a bitch. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what helps Nebraska in this game is the fact that that Chaz Malusi, I think that's how you say his name, uh, since he's out, it's just like they don't have that one-two running back punch uh, with uh, uh, Braylon Allen. Now, Braylon Allen, just a young and he, He's not a Jonathan Taylor. No. He, I, I, well, maybe, maybe in time he can become that. Yeah, but he's just a freshman. Right now, dude. I don't think he's that guy. No. But, and I don't know if you can rely on him like they relied on a Jonathan Taylor. No, but he's, he's going to be the premier back. And, you know, if God, just got to stop that running attack. Uh, it sounds easy on paper, though, right? The only thing that scares me is I watched Purdue, and we gave up not a ton of yards, but too many yards to a team that didn't know how to run a ball. Right. We do have that tendency there. Uh, But but I'm going to throw the over-under at you guys right now. I'm going to put the over-under right now on Wisconsin rushing yards on Saturday at 250. Do they go over-under 250 yards rushing on a Saturday? Over. Over easier. Over easy. Oh, would you go over three hundred if I threw that out there? Yes. Yeah, not I, much. I, not I, much. I got. I got under uh, even the two fifty. I don't know where they're gonna. I mean, I don't think that they're gonna get many yards through the air against us. Uh, if they do, it's gonna be some stupid fluke play where they're just gonna chunk us. Maybe on a screen or something, just end up chunking us. But I expect that. Us I, I, to think, live I think up Shenander. I think Shenander will dial up a good plan to stop their run. I, yeah. I do too. I, I I got them like the two forty, which is still a lot of yards for Nebraska's defense to give up running. But I, I got them. I got two forty, two thirty range is kind of where I think it's going to go. Okay. What about passing? You think they have over a hundred yards passing? I do. I, I mean, I think. I, well, I think. I think they're going to have to. I think they're going to get the. That yes, I think they will. I don't think Grammers is going to have a big day, but I think that he will. They will throw for more than 100 yards passing. Okay. 
Uh, Tyler, do you have any other keys to the game? Well, I don't want to get into this, but I mean, I mean, special teams. I mean, this is a game where Nebraska needs to find a way. I mean, there's a lot of keys to this game, but like special teams just comes down to it. Like the points are going to be tough. And can we kick a field goal? Is Do you really... even attempt a field goal? Now that with Chase Contreras, he's been struggling uh, recently. We know Connor Culp. He struggled earlier this year. That's why he was replaced. If you're Scott Frost and you're put in that position to get points or a first down on a fourth and short, uh, do you even kick it? I, I mean, there's so many factors in that. But I think the problem is, is like if you're sitting there fourth and four on the 30, 25 fourth and four on the 25 like four yards against wisconsin is a lot of yards to get and i i honestly don't know what's a better shot of success like is it is is there a better chance of us getting four yards or is there a better chance of our kickers learning how to kick i i don't know i I anything over 40 yard kick i'm not even attempting with our kickers i'm not even attempting it if it's 40 or plus 40 or more yards on a field goal, go for it. I don't care if it's fourth and fourteen. Go for it. I will. Say, I will say this: this might be statistically one of the worst special teams we've faced. If that gives you any ease. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all relative. I mean, we, we're like a gaggle of shit on uh, special teams. They're, they're they're pretty close. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're not great. They're not great. So. Uh, they they the Nebraska actually out uh, does them on kickoff returns, which would surprise you. But they're one hundred twenty seven yards. Well, by two yards, yeah, yeah. It's it's not meaningful. But their but their punts aren't any better. They're net punting. They're only averaging three yards more than us. I mean. Well, with, they're bad. They're bad special teams either way. With all the offensive changes. And coaching that has taken place uh, over the bye week. Uh, We've replaced uh, four offensive coaches. Uh, Do you think the offense will look different in these final two games, Tyler? Um, I I think the personnel will look a little different. Um, I I don't know if you're going to see massive changes in scheme. Um, you, You know, you kind of look at better or worse you kind of uh, from the scheme you kind of kind of have a scott frost unchecked right like i mean this by all accounts this is going to be a lot of scott frost on from a game calling standpoint but but and and i don't think that's going to be a drastic change but i think you'll see some players that look a little bit different um in particular i wouldn't be shocked i mean kind of was alluded to like i could see a marquee step actually getting carries saturday um Marvin Scott's name got mentioned. Who would have thunk that? Like yeah. um, Oliver Martin, I I I wouldn't be shocked to see Oliver Martin actually find his way back in the wide receiver rotation room. Like I I think you're going to see a personnel groupings probably a little bit different. Um, and I also think there's kind of this we have nothing to lose mentality on offense. And I I think that makes us a little bit. I I hope they go out and like. I mean I want to play to win, but I think they're going to go out with a maybe a little bit of pizzazz and maybe a little bit different game calling than we've seen all throughout the season and catch them off guard. So do you think Frost is actually going to call the scoring plays in the red zone, which he's held back on for 
Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, I think the the other offensive coaches told him never go to the scoring plays, and I mean they're like, hey, put yeah. in your two hundred and forty pound running back and have him trip over his feet. Let's call that play. <laughs> well, it, it, and and I don't think they're there anymore. They're not there to tell him to call the running back trip well, on his own foot. May, maybe, just maybe, with Ron Brown teaching him how to run now, he won't trip over his own two feet. Yeah. Is that the craziest thing you've ever heard? Hearing uh, uh, Marquez step talk about the difference between Ryan Held and Ron Brown. Was that crazy or what? I mean, it was, but at, to an extent, it's like it makes in sense. College, <laughs> like your fundamentals should be pretty decent at that point. How did the way that he made it sound? That both high energy guys and that Ryan Held, he was more into like the, you know, the the making sure everybody knew how to run the plays and what to do. And Ron Brown coming in and he teaches the skill part. And I don't know the way that Marquez step he started naming. You know, previous running backs that Ron Brown had coached. It, it was just, it was just weird. It was kind of like, it's like, you know what? Hey, it's justified. All that shit we've been talking about, Ryan Held, he wasn't a good running backs coach. And I mean, Marquez Steps, it, it sounded like he agreed with the change. And, uh, but I don't know. It, 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 that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I hope you're right. Yeah. You know, uh, you heard of Marvin Scott siding. Shit, I didn't even know he was still on the team. You know, that's the first time we've ever heard his name since, what, game two, game three of the, on the year? Fordham, maybe? I don't know. But, uh, Derek, what I, do you was think? Kinda, I was kind of liking the Ramirez Johnson, Jacques Yant one-two punch. I thought they were doing pretty good, honestly. And I'm okay if they do it. I, I, again, I'm not against it. I just, I, Maybe yeah, it's going to get more carries on Saturday. I just, I just don't want to see five running backs getting carries in the game. Oh, uh, we're we're kind of losing those guys. That was Sevilla Morrison transfer. I don't think you have to worry about five guys getting carries on Saturday. Okay, I don't want to see four guys getting <laughs> okay. carries. Like, what if we have a thirty? What if we have a thirty-eight point lead? Then maybe sure. Right, yeah. yeah. God, that'd be amazing. Dar- oh. So. So do you I, think I, the I, offense I will retire. will be different? I will retire from the podcast if we win by 38 points. You liar. Costa Rica. We're going to Costa Rica. <laughs> Costa Rica, yeah. We're going to Costa Rica for sure. <laughs> Derek, you'll want to do the podcast twice a week if we win by 38. But seriously, Derek, do you think the offense is going to look any different? I, I, it's so hard to say. Will it look different? Probably. Will it be a good different? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Derek, do you worry that uh, motivation will be an issue on uh, offense and defense on Saturday? Uh, not to start, but I think if I could see a scenario where if if Wisconsin starts manhandling us, I could see it going south pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, look, it, there's a lot of factors that go into it. We're not going to be bolt eligible. You know, the offensive coaches, they've been shit-canned for the most part. Not a lot to play for. It seems like, you know, Frost and the administration, they've punted on the season by making those coaching changes with two games uh, left. I think that's a real possibility uh, that motivation could be an issue. I mean, maybe they're just going to go through the motions. Um, 
maybe not so much on the defensive side, but I really worry on the offensive side if uh, that part is going to be, especially if there's going to be a personnel change. I could see it go the other way too, though. Like I could see them come out going, wait, we got nothing to lose. And, Let's just give them all we got. And here's I the can thing. see it going both ways. Scott Frost is coming back. Like, I mean, and, and so you're you're a player on this roster. I mean, I mean, you're either leaving after this year, in which case, okay, if you're playing like some moratorium, you're playing for NFL draft status. Um, you're Adrian Martinez, who knows what the future is, but you're thinking you're playing for your legacy and for pride and all the great things that we know about Adrian Martinez. Like, Scott Frost has had plenty of chances to lose a team in his tenure at Nebraska. He has not done that yet. In Ohio State, we had this exact same conversation two weeks ago before Ohio State. Like, are you worried about Scott Frost losing the team? And that team did not look like a team that wasn't inspired. Like, is there a factor where you get punched in the mouth a little bit against a really tough defense and maybe things fall by? But, like, again, I think you start looking at some of these running backs like a marquee step. Hell, I think this offensive line comes out inspired because you know they feel like they let their man down. I I don't I don't I'm not saying you're that you're crazy for worrying about that, but I think that the percentage of us coming out flat is really low. Yeah. So I mean, at least we'll open up the playbook, right? I guess. Like we got we got nothing to hide anymore. Yeah. Well, Tyler. You know, you talked about Frost returning. So, we, obviously, we know that Frost is returning. Uh, so, kind of the thought is, we're playing for next year. So, do you expect to see more players be involved at different positions? Uh, just to get guys' experience headed into next year. So, some of these younger guys, I'll, I'll throw out Logan Smothers. Do you expect Logan Smothers to be part of the game plan against Wisconsin or maybe even Iowa at this point? No, I, I don't. I, I, you know, it, it's, I think Logan Smothers is right now played in three games. So in theory, he could play in one more game and maintain his red shirt. I don't know how much that matters to Scott Frost. Uh, am I wrong? Is he already played in four games, Eric? No, I, I think you're right. Uh, I just, I don't think a red shirt year is really what anybody's no, concerned about. I, 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 I agree. I agree. But, like, so, but, but I think it's in the back of their mind. What I think is the bigger factor is I believe this is Adrian Martinez's last ride in Lincoln. I don't know what that means. I don't know where he goes. I don't know if he grad transfers. I don't know if he retires. I don't know if he go, tries to go to the NFL. It won't work, but maybe he tries. Like I don't know what the next step is, but I believe this is his last ride. I think that he gives us the best chance to win. I believe or at least I hope that his ankle is healthier now than it was three weeks ago two weeks ago I think you're gonna see a better Adrian Martinez on Saturday I think Frost is gonna give Adrian the start and unless things go really sideways I think he's gonna ride with him the next two weeks all right sticking with Adrian Martinez in his final two games Derek do you agree uh yeah I mean Frost has been pretty loyal to Adrian Martinez and I don't know why he'd take him out at this point Except for the Luke McCaffrey moment. Yeah, and he obviously regretted that almost instantaneously. Uh, At the end of the day, unless things go south, I I don't see a Smothers 
coming in, playing. I, I Unless Adrian Martinez is clearly still hurt or clearly not playing well, then then maybe he thinks about it. Before in this game, he's not going to pull Adrian Martinez just to bring in Logan Smothers for some experience. But with the, the final two games, the way that it's set up, Frost is coming back. He made changes on his offensive staff. He knows he's coming back. It's all about next year. It's all about next year. Do you not treat these final two games as if this is your bowl games right here? And maybe use this as an opportunity to get the guys that are going to help you win? Because Frost needs to win next year. He can't sit on his nutsack next year and uh, you let some wins fade away. You better have some experienced guys. And if Logan Smothers, if that's going to be your guy next year, if Adrian Martinez leaves, do you not want to get him as much meaningful experience as possible headed in there? I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, it does. I think it depends. I think it depends on how the game's being played out. Like, I think if you're still in this game and it's a one-score game again, I, I think you're doing everything you can to win it. Still, yeah. I, just, just I, I'm not giving. The, I'm not giving a game up just to get some guy experience. Exactly. Just, it, I think what you said makes sense. I think that if you are playing for next year, everything you said makes sense. I don't think Scott Frost has it in him to be like. Well, I'm punning on these last two games. I I, I am punning. I'm what are you talking about? He just fired four of his offensive coaches. Of course, he's punting on this year. The, the, I don't think. I think those. I think those are two different things. I, I I don't think he's going to look at the players and say, "I'm not going to put you in the best chance to succeed on Saturday." And I think that he knows that Adrian Martinez <laughs> he gives fired him the, their position coaches. Tyler, Justin, do you think that? Do you think Greg Austin was doing a good job? No. Do you think but Greg? You know what? They okay, had okay, a coach. So, but, but so so. Do you think the offensive analyst is doing any worse of a job than Greg Austin did? I don't know. The answer I is probably I didn't know who no. the guy was until they mentioned his name. But, but Ron Brown. Do you think Ron Brown is doing a worse job than Ryan Held did? No, I like Ron Brown. As as a matter of okay. fact, I hope Ron Brown is retained for next year for running so, back so coach. I, I, again, I, I say this to say I I think back to your original question. I think where you could see some things. I already mentioned running back. I could I could see. Maybe uh, I mentioned Oliver Martin. I could see maybe Alante Brown getting a few snaps. I could see a Thomas Fedone actually getting some playing time on Saturday. Um, so all these other positions, they deserve time, you know, b- to build up for next year. Except the quarterback position, quarterback the most important is position. different. Quarterback is different. You can't, you do not rotate quarterbacks in between plays. Like you don't go it's second down, put too. in a third down, let's put in Logan Smothers. Like that that is not what you're going to see on Saturday. Excuse me while I put in this Purdue tape. Fair enough. If 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 you see a semi resemblance to Purdue, Adrian Martinez, you will see Logan Smothers. The leash will be shorter. I do not expect to see that. I do not imagine going into this game, Logan Smothers is being prepped because he is going to take the starting snaps. I don't perceive that. Would it worry you in the final two games if Logan Smothers does not get one snap? No. That would make me feel really good about what these last two games look like because I feel like then we're actually in these games if if Logan Smothers doesn't play. Derek, what do you think? Uh, First off, I think you're putting too much stock into Logan Smothers. Who's to say he's not going after a grad transfer after this year? I think he needs to. 
I, I absolutely think he needs to. But I don't. I don't know if he needs to because I. I do think Logan Smothers can be a good quarterback, but I, I, I don't know. I I can play devil's advocate in either way because I, I, I understand where don't you're coming from. play devil's advocate. Justin. What do you think is the right thing? I mean, I I think the right thing is to try, try and win games. But if things start going south, get your other guys in there fast. I agree. Okay. Like, if you think Adrian Martinez, and I think we all think, Justin, do you think Adrian Martinez today is a better quarterback than Logan Smothers? Today? I will say in the previous two games, I don't think he was probably fit to be quarterback. I, I don't but, know if he was healthy enough I'll to say, be I'll say this. If we're a minute and a half getting the ball back, put Logan Smothers in. Because Adrian Martinez ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> if that two-minute offense comes in and we need points on the board, <laughs> yep, replace them. That's funny. Uh, all right, let's talk about score predictions here. Tyler, oh, what you, do you, you left out JoJo. What about JoJo? He's not playing. We, we Well, we talked about that. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, we alluded he's not playing the rest of the season. I guess his replacement here is uh, Isaac Gifford. I, I, Tyler, I know you probably you got some. You obviously want to talk about it, Tyler. Talk about JoJo Doman. Well, so we alluded to it earlier. JoJo Doman's <laughs> out for the season. They released the depth chart and they said Isaac Gifford is now the starter there. The question is, who's going to take JoJo steps? Is it going to be Isaac Gifford or is it going to be someone else? And so I, I spent a lot of time on this. So over the last three this games. This is why you wanted to talk about 100%. It. Over the last three <laughs> games, uh, JoJo Doman has averaged. He had 86 snaps against Ohio State, 82 against Purdue, and 60 against Minnesota. Over the season, he has averaged 68 snaps per game. I'm going to round that down to 60 for Wisconsin because we, we expect a little bit time of possession. It's going to be a, probably a little bit different game. Um, so I'm going to say 60 snaps. So who is going to get those 60 snaps? So a lot of people are like, well, it's going to be another outside backer. Maybe it's going to be Gifford. Maybe it's that. I, my theory, it's none of those. It's none of those options. Nebraska isn't running a 3-4 this year. That's not our defense. Nebraska is running a 2-5-4. Like, we're, we're having four DBs. Five linebackers, if you count JoJo as a linebacker, which we all do, and two down linemen. I think you're actually going to see us really run a 3-4. I think guys like Ty Robinson, who has averaged about 40 snaps per game, and Casey Rogers are really going to be the guys that take the majority of those snaps that JoJo Doman had. Okay. That's that, that. that's that, that, that's my theory going into Saturday. I, think, I, I don't think it's anything... I don't think you're you're going to see a little bit of Isaac Gifford. You're probably going to see a little bit of pain, more of uh, Padaria's pain. You might see a little bit more of another safety, maybe a Noah Pola Gates, maybe a little bit more Braxton Clark. But you might see a few more snaps divvied out. But I think that the real beneficiaries of JoJo Doman are going to be the down linemen heading into Saturday. Over under on total snaps uh, played by uh, Isaac Gifford at sixteen and a half. Under. Under. Derek? Over. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I, I'll go over. I'll go over just to be the asshole, but well, it's not an asshole. I mean, I I, I think we all like Isaac Gifford. I think I, yeah. I'm excited what he's going to do. I just don't. I just don't think this is his opportunity to get those snaps. I, 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 I will not, be not, not against th- this offense. It, I will it, be one thousand percent honest, and I did not put near the thought in this that Tyler did. Well, because I was. Fa- <laughs> I, well, because I've been fascinated. Because if you look at our depth chart every week. The the thing that's interesting about our depth chart is we list you can't 12 look starters. at our depth chart. Well, you our depth chart is bullshit. Our depth chart is bullshit. Our depth chart still has uh, Sevian Morrison I get, on it. I, I agree. Our depth chart is bullshit, but it has twelve starters on defense. Like, right. let, let, I mean, like, it, it we does. have twelve starters. We we release every week on defense, and so, but I, but I was curious where JoJo's snaps were coming from. Like, I didn't know if it was a, impacting maybe Caleb Tanner. Or Garrett Nelson, I was like, well, maybe one of those guys will get snaps. No, they play fifty plus snaps a game. They play plenty of damn time. Like, I, I mean, it's it really. I, I mean, I guess I kind of knew it because I've watched the games. I guess I didn't realize how rare we played three down linemen this year. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like I kind of alluded to that on one of the previous podcasts. Is like, it's like, are we running a four three? Yeah, I mean, no, really, our outside backers are really defensive. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. it's a it's a two five. It's a two five. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's a great defense. I mean, Shenander. Hey, you know what? Here's a shout out to uh, Shenander. He's a uh, Broyles Award candidate. There, you know, deserves it. Nominee, 100% I mean, deserves it. God, I hope yeah. he, I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back. Yeah. I mean, we we need him. He's he's the best coach on our on our roster right well, now. And uh, this is an area where money doesn't matter. Like, I understand that there's a buyout concern right now. If you have to fire the staff, you just save the buttload on Frost. Give two hundred grand more to Shenander and ask him to run it back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, as many coaching jobs that are opening right now. <laughs> Uh, shoot, what, what did we hear today? Uh, what, what Virginia also, Tech? Yeah, Virginia Vontech. Tech. Justin Fuente, he's gone. And, and Washington's uh, opened up since the last time yeah, we did this podcast. So you, right. have L, you have LSU, USC, Wisconsin, uh, Washington, Washington State, Virginia Tech, all those five Power 5 jobs. A lot of speculation that Florida and Miami both could be. I mean, these are all really – LSU is a prime example. Like, LSU can pay a million-plus dollars a year for a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Like even if he doesn't go head coaching route, which he has the ability probably to go to some group of five school and do it, like, yeah, pay, pay, get him up to that million dollar mark. Yep. Please, Trev Albert, pay Shenander. I mean, I would rather have a million dollar Shenander than a million dollar Bob. Okay, <laughs> million dollar Bob Diaco. Jesus Christ. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, score prediction time. Tyler, what is your score prediction for the uh, Wisconsin game? Again, nine and a half point favorites is uh, Wisconsin. So let's hear it. So, you know, I alluded to this earlier. I think the key to this game is really going to come down to special teams and namely field goal situations. I don't think Nebraska is going to be good in those situations. I'm predicting a, I guess, bold prediction. I think we're going to go one and four in field goal situations. I mean, times we should kick a field goal. I, I don't know if we'll kick them all, but... I think we're going to go one and four in those. I, I think Nebraska ends up losing this game twenty-seven to twenty-four. Very close, 
Tyler, I got to applaud you on your uh, level of detail in this episode. You got snap counts handed out. You have like the uh, the field goal percentage already. You got, I well, mean, I, I spent a little bit extra time instead of watching the shitty Nebraska basketball game. I was looking a little bit more into the stats tonight. Are you saying that you don't want to talk about Nebraska basketball after this segment? Yeah. Nope. Yeah, nobody does. It's like the Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon joke. We're running out of time. We have to bump Nebraska basketball this week. <laughs> exactly. Derek, let's hear your score prediction. Uh, 17-14 Nebraska. You're picking That's the Huskers boy. to win? Yeah, I bet Marty, so I have to pick him. Oh, my boy! Oh. Hey, you know what? You you just went up a notch, my book. You are now officially one notch. Like that that's where you are right now. Yeah. I, I really applaud you for that, Derek, because I need to catch you. We're getting we're getting ready to do our games of the week segment, and I really applaud that. Uh I don't see Nebraska coming close in this game. Uh I have Wisconsin winning twenty four to ten. I think this is gonna be another game where I think our defense is going to do everything it can to keep Nebraska in the game. But with all of our offensive woes and uh, certainly our special teams woes, uh, I just don't see Nebraska putting up any meaningful points. Plus, it's a really damn good defense that we're going against. So They're always a really good defense, and we usually tend to do well against them offensively. I think there's a little bit of a different circumstances that may uh, prevent that this week. My, my my second hot take is I think we go over 400 yards total offense. I'll bet you 100 bucks we don't. <laughs> Not going to take that bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so 24-10. I, I, I think it would be – I think it would be something – I think it would be a huge feat if we went over 300 yards total offense in this game. But. I mean, the, the, the closest, get, the, the the best offense in the Big Ten that um, probably, not probably, that uh, Wisconsin's played up to this point has been Michigan. And Michigan went for 365. Like, I think Nebraska coming off of a bye week. I think oh, Adrian's, yeah, yeah. Are you making that for their case? Well, I, I'm just saying, like, I mean, like, if it, their stats are great. I'm not going to deny their stats, but they went 365. Uh, Michigan went for 365 yards against them. I think that there is a realistic shot that we can hit that mark or surpass that on Saturday. So I think that there is a shot of 400 plus yards total offense. I think we have as good offense as Michigan. Oh. If not, if we, slightly. If we better. get 400 yards total offense, then I know that I lost <laughs> on this one. And and, De- and De- truthfully, if we have 400 yards total offense, Derek will win this game. Nebraska will win if we have we'll, 400 we'll yards. We'll blow it in the red zone. We'll blow it in the red zone like we've done a lot. We've put up yards every game this year. I mean, we just blow it in an opportune times. Yeah. I, well, we'll see. Anyway. Uh, all right, let's get into the games of the week. Uh, we did not do games of the week last week because uh, somebody ended it abruptly. Uh, but the season standings right now, I am at 35 and 25 in last place. Tyler, you're in first place, 39 21. And Derek, you're right in, in between us here at 37 and 23. So we got five games here. Eh, they're, they're not great games here, but uh, a couple of interesting games. Uh, the first one on the docket here is number 17, Iowa. 
13 point favorites at Illinois. Tyler? The eyes on Big Bull. Um, er, if you guys go back and listen to the preseason predictions, I predicted Illinois would beat Iowa to start the did. year. I, I, that, yeah. was, that was a bold prediction. You better take it. I am backing off that prediction. I, I, yeah. I actually think this is going to be a really close game. This is actually what I think is going to be one of the closer games that we're about to predict. Illinois is playing some good football. I think a lot of people got down on Illinois because of the UTSA loss. Well, lo and behold, that's actually a pretty good team right there. Um, Illinois is not garbage. Not as bad as we thought they were um, after that game. I think they're going to give Iowa a run for their money, but Iowa's going to win this game. Yeah, the only reason that Nebraska fans can say that Nebraska is the best three-win team in the country is because Illinois got their fourth win. That's the only reason. Otherwise, they couldn't say it. That's the only reason. Derek? Okay. I, w- I would say the reason they would say it is because of all the one-score games and how close we have been to beating some big teams. But, Okay. I don't think Illinois had anything to do with being the three best, the best three win team. But well, I anyway, mean, they, they beat the shit out of us. Yes, they beat the shit out of us. They beat us by a whole eight points. Beat uh, the anyway, shit out of us. Uh, if you if you if you want to make a bet this weekend, bet the under in this game. I don't care what it is, just bet the under because there's not going to be any point score. It's going to be a boring game. Uh how dare it, you Iowa, Iowa will win, but it's going to be a boring game. Yeah. I have Iowa in this one also. Uh, I think Iowa covers, actually. All right. Number seven, Michigan State. At number three, Ohio State. Uh, that's a 7-3 matchup here, guys. Top 10 matchup, and Ohio State is 19-point favorites. Tatter, how do you have this? I think Ohio State blows them away. I think Ohio State... You know that the, they they are they're rolling right now. I I don't think they're going to get disrupted. I love what Mel Tucker's done, um, coach of the year, Big Ten. Just mail him the trophy right now. But th- I I don't know if I like Ohio State to cover that spread. That's a lot of points. I would never bet that, but I wouldn't bet that. And so I'm thinking they're still going to win by two touchdowns. I mean, it, it's not going to be a really close game. I think Ohio State wins. Derek, I, I tend to disagree. That. I think I think it could very well be a close game. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I think, will have a heyday against Ohio State. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, I do think Michigan State will fall short, and I think Ohio State will find a way to win. Yeah, I, I like uh, Ohio State winning by less than ten. Uh, I think Michigan State. I think they play all the way to the end of this game. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, all right, here we go. SMU at number five, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's 11.5 favorites. Cincinnati, guys. I tell you, what, I've, been, uh, I've been on the Cincinnati bandwagon, but I got to admit, they're not beating people like what they should. They've been struggling. So uh, who do you have, Tyler? No, I mean, I, I think that Cincinnati wins this game. Um, SMU is probably they're going to be their second toughest opponent all year. But I think Cincinnati is they're 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 looking at I know that everyone's not happy about their playoff scene, but I think that they're looking at their playoff seeding and they've got a shot. I think they've got a realistic shot to make the playoffs. Um 
it's unfortunate because I don't think the Cincinnati team is as good as the Cincinnati team that last year was, but I think they win this game. I, I think they even cover the spread. I think that they look really impressive on Saturday. Derek? Here, here, here's where you're wrong, Tyler. They don't have a shot to get in the playoff. They have zero shot. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they're going to lose this game. Ooh. SMU is going to win. This is, the, this is the best offense that they will have faced. That, I, that, look, Cincinnati's reeling, man. They're, they're going back. They're, they're not playing good ball right now. And I just don't see them fixing it right now. And SMU's going to come and punch them in the mouth. And I don't think they're going to be able to stop them. Yeah, that's that's uh, probably a good pick there because I like Cincinnati in this game, but I mean they are ripe for the upset here. I would not be shocked if SMU wins this game. Uh, I'm taking Cincinnati in a close one, but yeah, that's a, that's a good pick there, Derek. Uh, Iowa State at number thirteen, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma's four point favorites, and I was at the uh, game last week where Baylor beat the shit out of Oklahoma, which was a very fun game to watch. Uh, Tanner, who do you have here? So I, I said that the Iowa-Illinois was one of the toughest games for me to predict. I think it, it's going to be a close game. I think this is right there. I think this is a close game. Guys, Iowa State is a big disappointment this year. Um, I know Derek's is having I mean, – they are in the category in the country as most disappointing teams. However, Oklahoma, like, I don't – they don't beat anyone by a high margin. Like they, they don't look impressive unless you're TCU. Like that's the only game they showed out for all year. I, I do think Oklahoma rebounds after Baylor and they edge out Iowa State. But man, th- this is a near coin flip game. Like Oklahoma has just not been impressive. Derek, I think there was a lot of talk about Matt Campbell being the next coach at a very big school. And I think that talk has gone completely away because of how disappointing Iowa State has been this year. Uh, I, I don't see him finding a way to beat Oklahoma. It, Tyler, you're right. Oklahoma hasn't been beating the shit out of anybody. And so it'll probably end up being closer than it should be because Oklahoma will make some mistakes. But I, I still think Oklahoma probably wins this game by a couple touchdowns. I think uh, Oklahoma will win also, only because I, Tyler, you're right. They're, Iowa State's kind of a disappointment, but it is going to be very close here. Oklahoma's not very good; they are not very good. That that uh, you know, Spencer Rattler, he came in for Caleb Williams last week, and he, he sucks. He sucks so, so, so bad. So that that's an example. Rotating quarterbacks isn't always a good idea. I mean, like, Williams wasn't playing well. They put in Rattler. That didn't well, help. Who was like, the starting quarterback to start the year? Yeah, I, I, that's not really rotating. That was like that was like uh, Adrian Martinez getting benched because he but, was playing shitty. And then cut, I mean, at least he came back in and made a name for himself again. So, so another example why fans Spencer are just, Rattler. Spencer Rattler is more interested in where he's going next year. Well. Maybe maybe Nebraska. Maybe he'll come here. Do but, not say uh, that. Do not say that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind him coming here. But the, I don't. Want, I don't want that albino ass here. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> you know, you, if you ever want to know how stupid fans are, go look at OU message boards right now. Like Lincoln Riley. Let's get no. This guy can't coach. This guy only got by because he had four great quarterbacks in a row. 
Like he had nothing to do with those great quarterbacks. Like, but you know what he hasn't had the whole time he's been there? A good defense. This is actually probably one of his best defenses. It's just a shame he has no quarterback. But anyway, and it's still not a good defense. It's still not a good defense. Hey, you know what? If we fired Frost, you know the number one candidate was Oklahoma's defensive coordinator. If you read the message board, so be thankful we got Scott Frost back one more year. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. If you strive for mediocrity, you'll achieve it. Uh, I have Oklahoma as well in this game. Uh, final game, uh, number three, Oregon at number twenty-three, Utah. Uh, Yet another week, and another top 10 team is an underdog here. Uh, Utah, three-point favorites. Tyler. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because we think we haven't done a lot of Pac-12 games this year. But the, the interesting thing about this game is that like this, these are two good defenses. Devin Lloyd and Thur- Thurberto out of Oregon – like are two of the best defensive players, if not the singular two best defensive players in college football. Like they are, there's some really good defense to be playing. We think Pac-12, you don't see that. I know Oregon's an underdog. It hasn't really worked out well when the top 10 team has been an underdog this season. I think we're 0-2 in those times. I think Oregon bumps a tread and they pull off the win on Saturday. Who? Oregon. All right. Derek? Uh, I, I'm going to go Oregon here. I, I really don't know why. I just, I've never bought into Utah, so I'm just going to go Oregon. Yeah, I, I don't watch any Pac-12 uh, football at all. You're too um, drunk by the time they play. Usually, yeah. But, I mean, it's, 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 it's bad football. It's boring football. I mean, it's, it's like watching, you know, like late night Mountain West. There, there's nothing that it differentiates it from... You know, late night Mountain West football. It's overall, it's a, it's a bad conference. So it's better than the ACC and AAC for that matter. Marginally, uh, I, I'm taking Utah here uh, mainly because I figured you guys would take Utah or Oregon, and I need to catch catch up on you guys. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, interesting games, not great games. So. Next weekend, though. Next weekend's a great weekend for football. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's, a, it's the last week of football. It's, it's always but it's rivalry week, oh, baby. I, know. It, it, I mean, I, I'm already, like, planning my Saturday for that weekend and Friday, for that matter. Hey, do you guys already have your uh, holiday adoptive team ready to go? I don't know what you mean by that. I'm a Husker fan. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean... Nebraska doesn't play in the uh, holidays anymore. So do you have a team all ready to go that you're going to adopt? Who's that team, Derek? I know you're nodding over there. Oh, everybody's going to hate me. Uh-oh, who is it? Michigan Wolverines, baby. Are you really adopting Michigan? Yep. yep. Tired of Ohio State. Tired wow. of it. Wow. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, Tyler, you, surely you're adopting a team for the holidays. That's I mean, what Nebraska fans do. No, I, 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 you know, I will watch bull football. I mean, whoever's playing Alabama, let, let's just go with that. Whoever Alabama plays, I will be rooting for. Well, the it's other always team. Auburn. It's well, always Auburn in the last week. Well, I'll root for Auburn, and then if I'll root for Georgia, the Iron and, Bowl, and then I'll root for whoever they play in the. You're bowl gonna game. root for Georgia over Alabama? Hell yeah! Oh. 
I tell you what, that both of you guys have shitty will be teams Georgia that Tech. you're adopting for the holidays. We know you're adopting Baylor. You you have Nobody already gives a shit. Justin has already changed his colors. Like you guys can't see the background, but Justin has replaced his never, Husker things with. Baylor. I will never in my life root for a team that wears green. Ever. Yeah, it, ever. Except for Michigan State, they're better than Michigan. Every time Michigan no, State I, plays Michigan, I hate Michigan State too. I will never root for a team that wears green. What do you I have fucking hate green? that color? I fucking hate that color. The only <laughs> thing that's good, the only thing good that's green is marijuana. Okay. <laughs> What about St. Patrick's Day? What about hate the Packers? St. Patrick's Day. Hate the Packers. Well, I don't know what to do with you no, anymore. You're just not an American. You're, you're no longer one notch <laughs> in my book. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's get out of here. Uh, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, go Big Red.